You're listening to the Fairfax Bible Church Discipleship Podcast, where we aim to help our church think biblically and grow as disciples who love Christ and live sent for His glory. For more information about our church, visit www.fairfaxbible.org or follow us on social media. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fairfax Bible Church Discipleship Podcast. Uh, my name is Adrian Jung, and I have a very special guest here with me today. Uh, you probably recognize her from some of the church announcement videos that we did earlier last year when we were still doing church online. Um, so she's also part of the prayer team that's been faithfully praying for the needs of this church each week. Uh, I want to welcome Angel Solomon. Uh, Angel, thank you so much for joining us. Nice to meet, nice to meet you if I have not met you before. <laughs> But I guess nice to meet. Second week, but we haven't seen each other in person that much. So when you see me, say hi. Yes. Well, yes. Um, well, I, I, you know, I'm really excited to have Angel here with me today because uh, what we're talking about is something that um, I've seen her uh, live out genuinely and passionately, uh, and that is prayer and fasting. Um, so Angel, I want to start off by just thanking you and everyone on the prayer team for serving our church. Um, so for, you know, all of you out there listening, uh, I really want to encourage you to just continue to let us know what's going on in your lives. Uh, if there's anything that we can be praying about. Um, so, um, yeah, I just want to encourage you to continue, continue to fill out those Sunday registers. So uh, let's start by talking about prayer. Um, as you know, one of our six pursuits at Fairfax Bible Church is fervent prayer. Um, I, you know, I, I think about our mission statement, which is to glorify God by making disciples of all nations uh, as we live in loving community. Uh, th- it seems like there is a presupposition to that, and that is the unequivocal fact that we must abide in Christ because apart from him, we can do nothing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it stands to be true that without prayer, we cannot meaningfully glorify God, mm-hmm. make disciples, and live in loving community. Um, so we do have a calling that you know to be a church that faithfully, fervently, and humbly prays. Yeah. Um, so Angel, what do you think it means for us to be a praying church? That's a big question, Adrian. honestly. But I mean, honestly, first, I just want to reemphasize what you said. I mean, when I read the scriptures and I see the early church defined, they come together and they're devoting themselves to the apostles' teachings, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. Like, prayer is in the fabric of what it means to be a church. Like, to even put the adjective praying before a church, we shouldn't have to do it because it should be that obvious that prayer is that integral to us. Right. And I think in many ways, we we are walking in that in Fairfax Bible Church, which I'm super thankful for. I think for me, though, when I just really, when I do think of a praying church, I think of a church that's like our collective dependence is just on God. I had this pastor once, like this was a really random, this was honestly a blessing from God for me, where I had to do this thing for school credit and I ended up working with this pastor and one day randomly he just kind of started talking to me about prayer and was like listen angel like if we make a decision without praying about it we're assuming we don't need God 
And mm. he was equating that to something super simple. Like people often move because they want a bigger house and they want a good school system for their kids. Mm. And they're assuming those things are in God's plan without even praying about them and praying where the Lord wants them. Right. And just the way he said it, like, I can't say it with as much emotion as he did, but it just really struck me. Like, if I'm making any decision in the world without Christ, I'm basically assuming that I know better than him. Right. And uh, I could like, honestly, Adrian, I could go on like for a long time about this and I don't want to ramble, but I think another point that's been super important to me that really has made me just that much more passionate about this is the incarnation of Christ. Like, mm -hmm. because Christ came here on earth, he redeemed everything about human existence. Like every ordinary moment, every ordinary decision we made, Christ, Christ had that experience in some way, shape or form. Like he like had to keep himself clean and decide right. what he wanted to eat and like decide what he was gonna say to a friend. And I mean, a life is so sacred because Christ came that really even in minuscule choices, like what should I watch on TV tonight? Or am I going to be able to read this book in the way that honors God? Is our church like, what is our church praying about? What simple things do we need? Like what time should we have? Should we have the kids ministry or not? Like that's not really simple, but I just, I can't think of a, a, an, an option that doesn't include prayer because mm. of Christ and yeah. yeah, the more I meditate on it, the more I'm just more, I'm like convicted myself. <laughs> and I, I love that, you know, you said, you know, the incarnate Christ, like he, I, I think about you know, that passage in Hebrews, where it talks about he, we don't have a great high priest who can't, um, you know, what is it? Oh, so yeah, yeah. you can empathize with so our weaknesses. Yeah. And, you know, just think, we all have so much going on in our lives, you know, mm -hmm. the struggles that we have, you know, with our jobs, our relationships, you know, our desires, Christ endured all of that. And he, he understands. Um, and, and to know that he is close to us, mm -hmm. and he wants to be part of our lives. Why, so why wouldn't we pray? Why wouldn't we want to connect to him, the, the God who knows what is going on in our lives and rather than trying to make a way for ourselves. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, and I, I think of another, you know, for our church, um, you know, you know, what you shared earlier about, you know, that, that guy who shared, um, you know, that thing with you, it, like we're growing as a church. We have more resources. And we have more people with different gifts and talents. I think is, you know, it would be so easy for us to just say, "Wow, we have so much. We can do so much with, you know, our resources. Let's let's do this. Let's do that." Thinking that we're doing this for God's glory, but kind of ceasing to actually consult Him and praying to Him and asking God, "Where, where are you leading us?" So I think that's a you know a trap that. You know, some churches do fall into is when they start growing so big and you know on paper by for all intent and purposes they're a they're doing really well mm -hmm. they stop asking god for for guidance yeah. yeah yeah even simple stuff like we as a church can be like lord reveal to us like 
like sin patterns within the church or like reveal to us ways that humble us so that we can better glorify you collectively together. Like yeah. as long as we're praying that, he'll always reveal to us something. We'll never be perfect. <laughs> so yeah. Now let me turn on my light real quick, Adrian, because I realized Oh sure. Outside. Go for it. Is this I'll turn on all my lights. Okay. Okay, looks good. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so you know I, I think about you know, um, there are many times in like churches and, uh, you know, even ministries that I was part of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, they teach us that, you know, prayer is an important, it's an integral part of our spiritual walk. Um, and, you know, a lot of times they, you know, they reference first Thessalonians 517, which says pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think what I found is that, you know, some of our brothers and sisters, and when they when they hear that, they don't actually know how how exactly to apply uh, to their lives to pray without ceasing. So, do you have any do you have anything like wisdom or insight that you you would like to share for you know our listeners? Like, what does it mean to pray without ceasing? Yeah, honestly, so for me at least, this is how I how it works in my life is I just kind of talk to the Lord throughout the day. Like, especially during COVID, William, since me and William are home so much together, he'll be like, Angel, why are you talking to yourself so much? And I'm like, William, I'm talking to God. Get with it. You want to join in on the conversation with us? Because me and the Lord will just be conversating. Like, I'll just be, like, talking to him about something random. And I think, like, I think, I don't know. I think that's hard for some people because you don't know where to start or, where, or what to say to God. Mm. But there's so many simple things that I've realized, like when I was growing in this, there's so many simple things. You can start with just God, I love you. I need you. I want you. Lord, what do you have for me right now? Um, yeah. But, you know, God is like, there's like this, this balance to me where I see like God as I need to be in awe of the Lord, like mm. in his heavenly throne room, read Revelations 4. But then also like God is our friend and he wants us to come to him and for us to be consistently in prayer, like we, we have to see him as someone we can actually conversate with. It can't mm -hmm. just be someone that we go to formally. Um, yeah. I think something, something really practical that helps me with that is that I try to implement scripture, like prayer in different aspects of my day. So like I'll wake up in the morning and something I love to say when I wake up, I got it, Francis Chan suggested it actually, I think in a book I read, but I just say like, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. The whole earth is full of your glory. That's like, that's something that the creatures are saying around the heavenly throne room. And I'm like, let me just get on board with them. Right. So I'll start off with that. But then, you know, I'll go into my quiet time and then ask God to reveal to me something in scripture. I'll go into the car, ask him that I get to work safely. I'll get to work, ask him that I'll have boldness with my coworkers. Mm. You know, I'll have a meeting with my boss and I'll ask for integrity and for favor. Um, so just like, there's so many transitions in the day that I think if we just really sat and honored them, like we're getting out of bed, we are leaving the house, we are saying goodbye to our family. Take the time to bless your family members. Like, if we just ask the Lord to reveal them to us, 
there's so many opportunities to say just random stuff to right. God. Right. <laughs> like literally. But I think it's just hard to start. So I would just say start with this simple transition, like right. something that's easy for you. And as you get started, it'll just become easier. And ask God to help you pray to him more. We can right. ask God to help us conversate with him. Um, yeah. I mean, like what Paul says, you know, like the Holy Spirit, which is who's in us, he intercedes on our behalf. And yes. Too deep for groaning. I think, he, you know, I think you have a really good point. He, he knows that we don't even know how to pray sometimes. Yes. It's sometimes he, he help us with our prayer. He, does, um, he helps us. Yeah. And so, you can just sit there and say that. You can just be like, God, like my spirit's groaning because I have no words. Right. Like, I'm in despair and I need you. And just. I, I like what you said, you know, just, just get started. Um, it, you know, it, it doesn't sound that satisfying to get that answer, but I think it's like, just, just start praying um there is no formula there is no wrong way to pray however if you feel led as the holy spirit will lead you as he promised we can pray um something that you know um i learned in my college ministry is you know just give thanks start by giving thanks that's a good place to start because you know throughout the day i think we're so inward focused yeah we, you know, the things that really draw our attention are the things that are kind of gnawing at us, the things that are really annoying us. But if we intentionally thank God for, you know, for the blessings, I, you know, I remember just when I started to put that into practice, I was just really surprised by how long I can keep going. It's like, God, thank you for this. God, thank you for this. Yes. I, I can just keep going. There's so many, there's so many things to be thankful for. Um, you know, when I think about that verse, you know, pray without ceasing, like, you know, to me, what that means, I think what Paul is trying to convey to us, it's like, you need to pray without ceasing, because you are, you need him that much, mm-hmm. in everything in your life, in everything that's going on in your day, you, you need God, mm-hmm. you know, going back to what we said earlier, for us individuals in our church, we desperately need him because apart from him we really can't do anything we really can't it's honestly tragic (laughs) we're like that bad (laughs) y'all but no like adrian yeah those are great points i i totally agree with you i think yeah those are great points you know and we talked about a little bit about you know like maybe stumbling blocks i think you know that's kind of the direction we're heading I think this is a discipline that's hard for a lot of people. You know, I think about me, I will have stretches where you know, I'm really good about mm-hmm. doing my quiet time and then I, praying at the end. Mm-hmm. But, but it is a struggle. Um, so what do you think are some stumbling blocks that keep us from praying? And you know, how do we get over those stumbling blocks? Yeah, I mean, I think the first one is kind of what we were already talking about. I think there's just a lack of discipleship with prayer when mm-hmm. and people just don't know how to pray or like they overthink praying because they don't want to like sound disrespectful or they don't know the right words or and then also I think I think sometimes we're just numb too. Like if we're going through really tragic seasons, like if we're grieving a loss um. or we 
feel alone in our distress or something. Sometimes we just don't really have the words for God. And yeah, I mean, that's like, that's like a really real thing that I've, I've witnessed in myself and in many people. But I think also, honestly, I think the other, that's like one category. The other bucket that I have is like, we just have some serious sin issues, like real heart issues that makes us think that we don't need to dwell with God. Like, I love what David says. Like he says in Psalms 27, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. And I just, yeah, I was just, I was really struck by that this weekend. Like, am I really seeking to this? Do I just want to dwell with the Lord? Do I just want to gaze at his beauty? I think so many, so many of our excuses not to pray come because we don't want that. And I think like that could be for a variety of reasons. We don't want to be honest to God about our emotions. We might, we might not want to accept the fact that we're fragile, insecure, weak, ugly people Mm -hmm. without Jesus, but that's just the fact that he already knows so we might as well not hide it um but then also i think like maybe we're ashamed i know for me sometimes when i don't want to pray it's because i feel so much shame that i even Mm. i think the biggest thing like i've noticed this the most recently for me like i might be really emotional one day or just like easily irritated or discontent or something something kind of like really I don't know. It's like not a big thing, but it's, it's affected me. And I don't want to honor that it's affected me. So I don't want to take the time to process through it with God. I want to just be like, listen, angel, pull yourself up from your bootstraps. Like this is not even worth taking to God because why Mm -hmm. are you even like thinking like this anyways? Right. Today, like a couple of weeks ago, the Lord was just like, angel, listen, this is an opportunity for you to dwell with me. If your weakness is an opportunity to dwell with me, I don't care what what, what brought you to me. If you're just a little emotional on a Monday, come to me. Like, that's an opportunity to dwell with the Lord. Yeah. And I was was completely missing that, like, even last week. Um, So I don't know. Hopefully someone can relate to that, and it's not just me. (laughs) I I know I certainly can, and I think we all have that adam and eve moment you know when we you know fall like when we sin and then we feel that distance Mm -hmm. that distance like that we're disconnected from god and that to be drawn closer to him i I think that's how god designed us because he is so perfect that to be close to him you know this sin in the presence of him is is dangerous and i think we kind of feel that but we forget what Christ did for us on the cross, that he took the blend of that and that we can be drawn near to him. And I love what you said, you know, like he can use our weakness to, to make more of himself. Yeah. I think, I think for me, you know, uh, you know, when I think about some of the stumbling blocks in my life, and I, I certainly hope that other people can relate to this, right. <laughs> is that I, I think I forget how important prayer is to to god you know jesus certainly plays a heavy emphasis on prayer in the gospels you know he teaches us how to pray you know in the lord's prayer he you know teaches us that our joy will be made full when we pray in his name and he even teaches us to have 
perseverance in prayer, you know, you know, not just to seek, but, you know, we got to, you know, uh, not just to ask, but seek and knock. Um, So this is deeply important to him. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the root of it, I think for me, is just unbelief. And that, that this is important to him. And he wants me to ask him for the big things in my life. Instead of trying to trust in my own, you know, uh, strength and my own skills to accomplish something and say, oh, God, thank you for, you know, helping me to get through work today. I, I think I need to stop praying that prayer, just like saying, oh, God, it's like, no, I, I think I did that because I thought I did a good job. But I didn't really ask God yeah. to help me. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, you know, I definitely hope that someone can relate, you know, to that. And if anyone has any uh, suggestions for, for how to get over that stumbling block, I would love to hear it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, actually, Adrian, one more that I think is really important that yeah. I don't, I don't think we can miss it is I think oftentimes we also have so many idols that we're too busy to pray. Mm. Like I think, I don't know. Like I think there's this tragedy in our culture where we we our schedules are so full that we don't even we we have filled them to the point that we don't even save time to dwell with the Lord. Right. We put so many things in front of it. Like we're not willing to take a Sabbath. We're not willing to sit in extended prayer to ex- to sit in extended Bible reading. Mm. It's a tragedy, and I think it's something even as I've tried to grow in extended time with the Lord, I've never, I mean, we'll never arrive, but I think it was just at least important to note, to note that the busyness. So, so Andrew, I hate to put you on the spot, but can you think of maybe an example or a time in your life when you were, when you trusted God in your prayers and what did, what did you see? What, what did he do in response? Dang, Adrian, <laughs> that is a really big question, but he has been faithful to me about prayers. Uh, honestly, Adrian, the biggest time, the thing I can remember most is in this past season of my life. I mean, anyone who has spoken to me for a decent amount of time knows that the past year was very difficult for me, basically because of the racism. It like I had it had a big effect on me. I had a lot of racial trauma going through this year, William mm-hmm. and I moving to a new church and like, and we are very loved at our church, but it was still a new church. Like it's not, it wasn't the community we were used to. And we'd only been here for a few months before quarantine. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, y'all, I'm struggling as a black woman in America and I have racial trauma and racism is tragic and I'm alone in my distress. <laughs> that was basically my, my, my grave, um, my, my tragedy, that was my sadness. Um, and I mean, Adrian, I have had to spend extended time with the Lord in prayer and fasting over this because it was just so distressing to me. It was just, I had to lament, honestly, and I needed the Lord's wisdom and how to treat people in this season. I needed him not to jade me from like, from the church or just from like people in general. I just, I just needed, I desperately was in need. I thought or I would have gone my own way and be, been tragic. Mm-hmm. and I mean Adrian he was so faithful to me first like on any given random day the Lord would automatically like someone from church would encourage me or something would happen church related that would specifically encourage me 
And then also he pointed me like, the Lord was faithful to point me to like, who is now my favorite New Testament scholar, Esau Macaulay, who I love so much because he talks about how we're in, when we're in despair, we can go to the resurrection of Christ and have moral imagination because Christ rose from the dead. And I was like, oh, bet Jesus rose, angel, you don't have to be distressed. Um, and I think also what's powerful about that, I will say, is I actually prayed like two years ago, Adrian. I think it might have been two years now. I felt like I did not have a good theology around Jesus. I thought that sounds really bad, so no one judge me. But like I got, I didn't, it didn't fool. I felt like I didn't have this reverence for Christ. Like the fact that he died for my sin and rose from the grave. Mm. I mean, I knew it, but and I, and I was thankful for his grace, but it just, I was like, this isn't hitting me the way it's meant to be hitting me. I just knew it wasn't. Two years later, I mean, it brings tears to my eyes. I mean, Adrian, someone can ask how I'm doing. Jesus rose from the grave because this whole season has given me, I have just a way, a more robust understanding of Jesus' resurrection that I got because of seeking Christ in prayer that he could only meet for me in my distress. And I was so desperate that when he pointed me to encouragement or to scholars or to materials, to scripture, I knew it had to be him because I was too distressed. <laughs> it couldn't have been anyone else. So that would be my example today. So that's, that's an awesome testimony. And you know what, I, I, I think, to be fair, I think we could all use a dose of healthy theology around Jesus. And I think that's part of that, preach the gospel to yourself daily, right? You know, yeah. like, yeah, we, so we know it. How do we transfer it from here to here? Yeah. Yeah, because it really won't make any difference if we only know it in our head, but we don't actually believe it in our hearts. So, and, and also, you know, we're just so glad that you and Will are part of our church. Um, I just think of the short time that you guys been here, what an incredible blessing that has been our church especially you know going you know go back to what you're saying about the, the whole racial tension last year i'm certainly thankful for you and will and other uh, others that have been able to offer just an awesome biblical perspective on this issue and help guide our church you know through this process so definitely i, I think that's the an answer to our prayer as a church thank you, so thank you. So let's uh, kind of switch gears a little bit here. You know, uh, we're talking about prayer and fasting. So let's talk about fasting. You know, I, I think this is something that is often neglected, you know, uh, out of all the spiritual disciplines. You know, we talk about Bible reading and, and, and um, uh, praying, but fasting is rarely mentioned. Um, so how do you think fasting fit into our spiritual discipline? Okay, so I think the primary, the first thing that has to be said, because I needed this, is I had to first know, do I have to fast as a Christian? And I remember like four years ago, I was at someone's house. This guy was fasting at the time. And I was like, wait, why do you fast? And he goes, Jesus didn't say if you fast. He said, when you fast. And if you want to go back to the scriptures, go to Matthew, Matthew 6, Jesus goes, and when you fast, blah, 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 blah. So right. No, it's just an assumption that Jesus made about us that we'd be fasting. That's something we should be doing. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I, I have Matthew uh, uh, 6 in front of me. Uh, it says, yeah. but when you fast, 
anoint your head and wash your face so that your fasting would not be noticed by by men and and it goes on it was like it's a yeah you're right it's not if you fast it's when you fast that's that's great i love that yeah and so honestly like that was the first light bulb for me because fasting i was not fasting i did not want to fast i love food it just seemed convenient when is a good day to fast when i'm working when i'm at school when I'm resting, there's no right. like convenient time to just go without food for an extended period of time. Right. And so I had to be like, okay, but Christ said this. Um, and so, yeah, I think my other favorite verse on fasting, um, Matthew 9, I think really helps in how it should be a spiritual discipline. So I'll actually read it because it's probably been the most transformative to me. But not Matthew 9, 14 through 15 says, Then the disciples of John came to him saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast. And yeah, I mean, Jesus is just like, I mean, we have these Pharisees come by like, why are your disciples fasting? And Christ is like, listen, like I'm here. I'm like, they see me. There's no mm-hmm. reason to fast. We're celebrating. I am present. But then he's like, I'll be gone though one day and they'll have a reason to fast. And I think it's kind of like what Pastor Jeff was saying. Are we like, come Lord Jesus? Like, I loved it when he said that right. last night. I was like screaming from our couch <laughs> because I think what fasting, at least what fasting has done for me or what I was hoping it would do to for me and has been so true is that it makes me yearn for Christ to come back. Like it Mm -hmm. makes me yearn for Christ's return. If I, I don't think I would desire him coming back here so much without, without the spiritual discipline. It just, it puts everything into perspective. We're taking, putting things aside, especially food, I would say, but there's other ways to fast as well. You're just like, Lord, all I want is you, especially in Mm -hmm. our culture. where like, we have a lot of good things. Like I can kind of live my life and be like, I really like my husband and I have a comfortable bed and I like my job. And there's sad things that for sure happen, but on any given day, I might be like, eh, Christ, you can return tomorrow. <laughs> like, it's not, it's okay. <laughs> like, oh. I'll be fine. And what fasting does is it reminds you that you don't want Christ to return tomorrow. You want him to come right now. Right. And, I mean, we need it, you guys. I know for me, the way it has fit, I think most, this is, it'll be different for everyone, but the way that I felt most convicted when I first started fasting was to do 24 hours at the beginning of every month. And I chose that because I didn't know what day it would land on. So I couldn't like scheme myself into the perfect day to fast or anything which was very helpful at the time because I was pretty immature and not wanting to do it. Um, And also it it allowed me every single month to be like, you know what, God, I'm still living for you. Like I'm still yearning Mm -hmm. for you. These in the four weeks to come, you're still my greatest joy. And, you know, a month is also kind of enough time to know what big things are happening in your life. Like, Mm -hmm. so that also gave me a time to fast over things coming up in that month. Yeah, And that's how it really started for me. But I'm telling you, Adrian, as I started to do that, now the Lord will prompt times 
where he's like, you know, Angel, this might be a good time for you to fast. Like this sin in your life, you should fast over this. Or mm -hmm. your friend is is has these strongholds and like around her. This is a good time to fast for her. Mm -hmm. Or you're in distress and you need to lament, you know? Mm -hmm. He just prompts like these these he just prompts it like it's the holy spirit it's like through the prayer like I, if i'm right. talking and stuff with the spirit he'll prompt when you're open to something that the lord calls us to he'll prompt you to do it right and i've seen it in really bizarre ways yeah i i think you know that you know that verse you shared you know the idea that we want christ we want christ and that's why we fast i that that is the heart of fasting yeah, is recognizing that we need him. We need him here. It's it's our spiritual worship, like form of worship to him, it's like saying, "God, we, we need you. We we need you here." Uh, I think you know, think about the examples of fasting in like the New Testament. You know, they fasted when you know when they're trying to make a decision. Yeah, they really yes. needed him to come through. You know, it's them saying, God, we can't do this. <laughs> we just absolutely cannot do this. We need you here. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like, why? so why aren't we fasting more? There's so many things going on in our nation, in, you know, in our lives. We, we just absolutely need him on. So yeah, I, I know this is one area that um, I know this year that I, I really want to grow in. Um, I know we did a fast back in November around the time of the election, and that that was just such just a, such an awesome time. You know, where you know some, I know our prayer team got together. We you know we you know we fasted, uh, and it was just it was just so cool to to for God to just remind us that He is in control. Yeah. Um, and that you know nothing is outside of His control, um, and that He has a good plan. He ordained the future um so yeah that, that that is awesome thank you so much for sharing that yeah um absolutely. so like do how do prayer and fasting go hand in hand do you think seems so like a simple question you have to try the fasting to fully you if you fast you'll see how prayer and fasting go together because your mind is just so clear it's like mm -hmm. It's easier to discern, right? at least for me. It's been my experience and my mentors who have encouraged me, it's been theirs too. That like when you're fasting, you can just, you can intensify your prayers and you can pray with more clarity. You can read the word of more clarity. You can walk with God with more clarity. Mm. And so I don't think there's any like, you know, concrete way, but there is some mystery to praying and fasting. And in scripture, no one's ever fasting without prayer. Like right. if that's the case, then yeah. you're just like doing intermittent diet fasting. And that's not the same. That's what we're talking about. It's not. For our church. But I would just say, like, when you're fasting, you're basic, you're it's a you you have more skin in the game when you're fasting, I would say. And I think it's just a way to have more faith in your prayers. Hmm. Like if I'm fasting over something, I'm like, Lord, I believe you can answer this. Like, I'm sitting here knowing that you got this. Like, or I'm, I'm sitting here knowing that you will give me wisdom. Hmm. So I just think 
it grows your faith. It just grows your faith, which grows your prayers. Right. It grows like what you're willing to pray about and what you can pray about and what you yeah. think you pray about. I, I think it also reveals like uh, your heart. Uh, I know the few times that I, you know, I did long food fast. Um, it, I, I was just really shocked. Like the thoughts that are going on in my head, it was just like, I'm, upset i'm like irritated <laughs> but the things that i'm irritated about they're things that i've been thinking about for a while is just kind of kind of push it off and it's just like oh you know god i'm not really struggling with this but fasting kind of brought those things to surface and i was able to pray and really confess those sins to god um and, and it was really refreshing just felt like you know a burden was lifted off because this I've not given up those things to God. So, you know, that, yeah, I, I just remember that and how, yeah, it, it was just really weird how fasting can just kind of bring out the worst in you. But it's also just yeah, an opportunity for us to just like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling with this. Yeah. So help me to thank you for helping me to see what's going on in my heart. Yes. Yeah. yeah. About so much. I mean. Yeah. So, well, you know, let's let's kind of wrap it. You know, bring it all home. Um, you know, for our church, you know, we we want to be a growing church. You know, you know, we talked about prayer. We talked about fasting. Yeah. And it's just really cool to see that God is working in our church to to help us see the value of these things. Um. So, how do you think we can continue to cultivate this culture of praying and fasting you know in our church or in any church yeah honestly adrian i'm not 100 percent sure so i'm looking forward to hear what you have to say you know i, I don't think i have a uh, answer I mean, either but you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is you know discipleship you know because you know our church is all about discipleship right yeah yeah. I mean, this I think is helpful because I mean, I'm telling you, if someone didn't tell me, Angel, like fasting is a given, mm -hmm. I would not be fasting right now. Like someone oh. has to mentor you and decide, even if it's just like kind of flippantly in a comment, they need to say something to sometimes spark certain spiritual disciplines. But mm. I think also like, I don't know, this is more of my, this is my dream for our church, Adrian, honestly, like, I think this is the case in most churches and I think if we prayed about it, we might find ways it's the case for ours too. And like, you know, prayer, prayer and fast, fasting especially, but even prayer, they're kind of just like add-ons. Like people don't come to church per se usually to pray. Like they usually mm -hmm. come, like we have, they come for worship. They come to hear the word of God, the fellowship. But it's not like we come and, and like just pray just to pray. Mm. Or like, it's not like it's it's not like we're in a space, a place now where if our leadership was just like, okay, y'all, we're gonna fast once a week this month leading up to this, or because this is on our hearts, that it would be like everyone would be like, oh, that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Right. And it's not because we don't, it's because we just haven't cultivated those things yet. Mm. But my dream is just like, especially through the prayer team, I, I we can start with the prayer team. 
we're like, we'll just start praying that the Lord will cultivate praying and fasting into just the basic rhythms of the church to the point mm. where Pastor Jeff can be like, y'all, honestly, we need to lament. Let's just fast once a week for the next month. And right. everyone is on board because they understand the importance or mm. where we do more prayer nights. Like I'm so thankful we had our, our prayer night on Friday. And that's such a good depiction of this. If we could just regularly come together and it's mm. something that people are excited about, just right. as excited as if they'd be to go to a game night or something for us to yeah. intercede together as a family. I think if we're honest, Many of us, even myself, I don't know if I'm fully at that point, but I want to be. And I think I want our church to be. I, I don't want this to be. I want this to be a given for us. And I think mm-hmm. we should dream for that. I think it can. I mean, it's in the Lord's will. So it can happen as we're praying for it. And, you know, I think that's why it's a pursuit, right? This pursuit. is our pursuit. It means we're not there yet, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a goal that we're striving for. And it's a, it's a goal that God has put. You know, on the hearts of you know the people in this church um and I, I think you know we started this conversation by talk talking about how do we grow as a praying church mm-hmm. I, I think for that gives uh, all of us in this church a burden to to not just grow in you know in our own spiritual walk but also help our brothers and sisters to walk in this you know, uh, I think back to, you know, my college days, you know, like someone, yeah, like, like you, someone helped me to learn how to pray, um, you know, how to, how to fast. So, you know, we have a, a burden and an awesome obligation mm-hmm. to, to show our brothers and sisters around us, you know, that, yeah, we need to be growing in this area because it's worth it it's worth it if we want to see our church grow we have to first grow ourselves and the people around us uh and god is doing great work uh and and it's just awesome to see people getting after discipleship getting after evangelism but they start by by going to god and asking them um i I love reading uh one, one of the highlights of my week is reading the prayer list Inevitably, there's going to be someone who's asking for, you know, wisdom and or open doors to share the gospel with someone, or to help a loved one out of something. And you know, we get to pray for that. We get to come up, ask God to come alongside of them, and partner with them, and 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 to be God incarnate in their lives, so that you know it's by His power that these things are being done. Um, and that his his love is known, he known. So that is just awesome. Adrian, you bring tears to my eyes. <laughs> Those well, prayers must be bringing tears to my eyes. I feel like y'all, we need Jesus. <laughs> well, thanks, Angel. Well, I think you know. Um, I think that wraps up our time here. Um, I think it's only appropriate since we talked about prayer and fasting to close our time in prayer. Um, Angel, would you like to close us in, in prayer? I'd be honored to, honestly. Thank you so much. Lord, gracious heavenly father, you are so holy, God. You are perfect, you are set apart. You are good, God. I mean, you are good. Without you, there is no good. 
they're with you. There is everything, every good gift just to dwell with you. Lord is the greatest reward. And Lord, we're thankful. I'm thankful. Lord, I'm thankful that you convicted our church to have fervent prayer as a pursuit. I'm thankful that Adrian and I got to speak about fasting today, Lord, and your heart for us to fast. God, I know that you will be faithful to us. So I come before you asking for your will to be done in our church, Lord, that we will seek you earnestly in prayer, that we will pray without ceasing, that, you, that we will seek you earnestly in fasting and implement, implement it more as spiritual disciplines for us, God. Mm -hmm. And what well, I just want to pray over those that are listening. If they, Lord, are struggling with their prayer life and don't know where to start, I pray that you'll prompt them with the right words, that you'll lead them to, to the right scriptures to perhaps pray over God, um, that you'll just sit with them. If they're grieving and in so much distress, that they're if they're angry with you or don't even want to come to you or feel just so much shame that they don't want to come to you, God, I pray, Lord, that you will cleanse them of all unrighteousness and that you will restore their souls and that you will draw them near to you and that you will draw near to them. And Lord, I just pray that you will heal the brokenhearted in our church, God. Mm -hmm. I know that's such a big reason why sometimes we don't pray. And God, I just... Lord, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what it will look like years from now at our church, God, but I am just so confident that you're going to do a good work, that, that we're going to look back on this podcast and we'll just see how we're collectively praying and fasting together more. And mm -hmm. Lord, in the power of Christ Jesus, J Christ Jesus, I pray that over our church, God. Mm -hmm. I pray that collectively you will unite us um, in your will. God, and I pray collectively, Lord, I pray that you'll forgive us for our sins. I pray that you'll cleanse us as a, as a church family from all unrighteousness, God, mm -hmm. that you'll reveal to us our hidden faults and our wicked ways, that we can repent individually and collectively and become more like you, God. Mm -hmm. And I pray, Lord, that you'll continue to prompt and guide Adrian as our prayer leader, Lord, as he, as he just give him wisdom, God. Give them understanding, give them discernment, give them boldness and courage in leading us, Lord, as a prayer team. And in so doing, so leading our church even in prayer as well, God. Mm. Lord, you are just such a good father. I mean, yes. the fact that Christ came, I mean, he intercedes for our week, he intercedes for us. We could come to you with anything of confidence and boldness because we have someone, a high priest interceding for us. That is just beyond that's still beyond my understanding, Lord, in many ways, and I'm thankful. Mm -hmm. And I pray also for those, Lord, that are just nervous to start fasting. I pray, Lord, that if anyone's like, eh, that's still not for me, Lord, convict their hearts. Convict their hearts, bring them, bring them to the other side, God, because it's worth it. Mm -hmm. And I just pray that, that everyone can experience the sweetness of drawing near to you and fasting, God. Lord, you are good. I pray that you'll bless our night, bless the rest of this week, bless those that are listening. In the name of Christ Jesus, we proclaim your peace and the abundant life, God, over us. We love you so much and we need you, God.
In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for, for closing us in prayer. That was awesome. And thank you so much for being part of today's podcast. Um, love what you had to share. Uh, and I certainly hope for those of you who are listening that you're encouraged and, and challenged. Um, so, you know, let's you know, get after growing in prayer and um, fasting. Let's, you know, continue to build this into, into our daily lives, you know, as a steady, consistent discipline. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us, Angel, and everyone listening. Um, and as we go out, uh, remember, let us love Christ and live sent. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Fairfax Bible Church Discipleship Podcast. If this episode was helpful for you, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share with someone else. Until next time, we pray you continue to grow as a disciple as you love Christ and live sent.